Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> Niklas Holmgren här, välkommen till Holmgren Möter. Den här veckan ska vi prova ett litet experiment, något vi inte gjort förut, nämligen ett Holmgren Möter på engelska. Och det är inte med vem som helst som vi inleder utan med Gadguden, vilket är hans smeknamn bland de röda på Merseyside. Robbie Fowler, en sann Liverpool-hjälte som minns förresten alla sina mål i Liverpool-tröjan. Hör Robbie Fowler berätta om sin brokiga karriär i denna vecka av Holmgren Vill du komma i kontakt med mig, ha synpunkter till exempel om poddar på engelska, tips med mera och det är bra att nå mig på Twitter, niklas-holmgren eller hemsidan niklasholmgren.nu eller Facebook, Holmgren Möter. Robbie Fowler ska det handla om nu, han som förresten gjorde ett äkta hattrick mot Arsenal på 4 minuter och 33 sekunder 1994. God lyssning! Robert Bernard Fowler, born the 9th of April 1975 in Liverpool. Welcome to Stockholm, Robbie. Thank you very much, Nicholas. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you said here. I don't think I've been here, you said, before. No, uh, you know when uh, you get off a plane and you normally think, I've been here. And I've I've no doubt I've been to Sweden many times, but, you know, I don't think I've ever been to Stockholm. And, um, I I mean, I got off the plane last night and I I was driving through the city and I'm thinking, I've never been here. And uh, yeah, so this, this is a first, and uh, yeah, quite excited actually. It's uh, it's a lovely place, lovely, lovely place. When you played, did you know that that English football was so so huge in in uh, Scandinavia? Um, and I mean, I knew it was huge. I mean, I think uh, I mean, obviously, forgive me for saying this, but I mean, I've, I've been to Norway many, many times, and I mean, I know how how passionate the Norwegian fans are, uh, and everyone keeps telling me that you know. The Swedish Liverpool supporters are, you know, are up there with the Norwegians. So um, it, it's Liverpool's a massive club, and no matter where you go, you know, in in Europe, all over the world, I mean, we have got some support, and um, you know, it doesn't surprise me that we've got you know many many fans in Sweden as well. You were out with Pontus Kormark, the former Leicester City player last yeah, night. Yeah, he's not he's, from Stockholm. so No, he, he's, he's in Gothenburg. He's, yeah, he's yeah. from Westeros, but he lives in Gothenburg, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, he, he was telling me how much of a nice place it was over. We, we had a few a few little drinks. Uh, not much, if I'm being honest, but, um, you know, he's a lovely he's a lovely man. And, um, you know, obviously, I, I remember him when he was playing at Leicester a long, long time ago. Um, well, I'm saying a long time ago. It was a long time ago I played as well. But, um, yeah, we, uh, we caught up. You know, we had a... 
we had a good little chat and uh, we, we spoke about many things so uh, you know he, he's, he's a lovely fellow yeah you never played in, in Sweden with the national team or in, in Liverpool did you go to Gothenburg do you remember that or uh, you know what I really cannot think of off the top of my head I'm, I must have been to Sweden you know there's I mean I've been I've been all over the world you know with Liverpool and um, you know all over Europe but I must have been here, but you know I, I can't. I can't remember. I cannot remember being here, and I think that's a little bit sad, isn't it? That I can't remember because. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I'm here now, so I'm here now. So uh, yeah, you know, and, and you know what? I'll, I will definitely come back because it, it is. It's a lovely, lovely place, and um, yeah, to definitely come back. This time of year it starts to get nice now for half a year. Then it's getting <laughs> <Yeah>. dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, growing up in Liverpool, uh, it's it's a tough city. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, been through tough times. Uh, how was it growing up there in the in the seventies, eighties? Well, I mean, I, obviously, I was born in seventy five, and I think, um, I mean, Liverpool's got a lot of unemployment, you know, un- unemployed people, and um, you know, my family was not was not well off, you know, so we all had to, you know, work hard for what we had, you know, my mum and dad, um, you know, they worked hard to get me, you know, football boots, so you know, I, I was always grateful for that, and. Um, But that that was one thing with, with the Liverpool people, you know, to go out and work and you know to try their best and uh, you know to, to give it their all and uh, you know thankfully I, I took that onto the football pitch with me. You know I, I always tried my best, I always give it my all, uh, and you know I think I'm a you know I'm a polite lad as well. So uh, you know I was brought up properly. Uh, you know I was brought up with um, um, you know to to respect and you know and, and honor people and uh, you know that that's that's the way I've always continued to be so yeah it, it was difficult but you know you know I, I'm I'm not the only one who's who's had a bit of a you know an hard upbringing if you like because uh, there's there's many many people not just in Liverpool but you know many places in England uh, you know I'm, I'm sure there's many places in Sweden as well what did your parents work with What's that, sorry? What did your parents work with? Well, my dad, you know, my mum was, um, my mum never worked. Um, you know, my dad was, uh, he worked on the maintenance on the, on the railways. Um, and, you know, and to be fair, he, he's done well because, as I said, because there's many people unemployed. So uh, my dad done well to get a job. Um, but, you know, you know, in Liverpool, we have we have the dole and, and there must be a, an equivalent over here where, you know, obviously you're getting, you're getting money off the, off the government, um, you know, and, and for a large portion of, uh, of my young life, my, my dad was doing that as well. So, uh, you know, it was only probably when I was a little bit older that he started working for the, for the railway. The docks were closing, and it yeah. was it was a, was a really really tough time. It was, um, and probably Liverpool was, um, you know, Liverpool probably struggled more than most cities, uh, if I'm being honest, because of because of the docks. I think I mean, look, we've all been to Liverpool, and you know, we we know where it is and where it's situated, where it's situated, and uh, I mean, the docks was a was a big big part of Liverpool. You know, you you you're bringing in, um, you know many many things from from overseas from Liverpool. but then suddenly the the docks was closed and uh, you know a lot more people lost a job so um you know it, i think it hit the city really really hard for me coming to liverpool once in a while and go to anfield and stay in the city center it feels like it's getting fresher and more modern yes you know what i mean it, 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 i think in 2008 i think uh, you know we had the you know, european capital of culture uh, and we spent a lot of money um so i think if if you went to liverpool in you know early 2000 you know the 80s 90s um and and then suddenly you never went for for 20 years you you would see a massive change 
you know, I think uh, Liverpool has, has spent a lot of money in, in doing the city up, and, and to be fair, it looks unbelievable now to what it was. Um, it is, it, it is a fantastic place, and you know, outside of London, I think we've got the most uh, listed buildings. Um, so the heritage and uh, the history and, and traditions of the Liverpool people is is uh, is, is a real eye opener. You know, it, it is a fantastic place. You have your football and you have your music. Well, look, I think uh, I think everyone probably remembers. Uh, there's a little band there, you know, the Beatles. Um, <laughs> not too many people talk about them in Liverpool, uh, but look, I mean, Liverpool is, is is massively famous for them, and uh, and obviously the, uh, the the football as well. It's, it is a city that. Um, You know, other than the music, you know, there's, there's nothing really else other than football and music. And you know, thankfully, we've we've had uh, a great, great band in the Beatles to uh, to to show everyone what the uh, you know the Liverpool accents mm -hmm. like, and uh, you know, and, and obviously the the history and traditions of the, of the football club. Look, I don't need to tell people what that's like because that is unbelievable as well. So um, you know, we we are famous for for many many things, but um, you know, music and 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 football is uh, is the big one. Is there a special Liverpool mentality? You think? You know what? I think it is. I think uh, Liverpool. If, if you look at the map of of, uh, of England and you see Liverpool, it's it's a little bit of a difficult place to get to actually because you know you, you know, you're straight down the, the centre of England. You've got the you know the big big big, big motorway. Uh, you know Man Manchester's just off the uh, the M6, uh, but Liverpool. You need to you need to actually. Be going to Liverpool, you know, you can't pass Liverpool. So, um, so that, that's probably one of the um, one of the things that that sort of gets me with Liverpool. I mean, lucky like you walk around there of a of a you know of a weekend and look the, the amount of tourists you see is it, frightening. It, it's it is a it is a great place and and that's because they're not passing through. They're they're, they're in Liverpool because. They want to be in Liverpool, not because they're passing through, because they need to go somewhere else. It's uh, yeah, it's. I mean, the geography's um, it, it's good. When you grew up, were you playing on on the streets, football on the streets, and how did it look like when you you youngster of the 70s grew up? Well, you know what? I mean, it was. Um, I think it's special. I think uh, look, we we all know there was there was not many many uh, football pitches. Um, where I lived, I was quite fortunate. There was there was just a grass field uh, just opposite where I lived, so I was playing football all the time. Um, But I was always playing with older kids. Now that's probably benefited me as a player because you know we lived in uh, Masonettes. Now I think uh, Masonettes is obviously basically houses on top of houses, really. And uh, we had a you know a, a great load of kids. Uh, you know a lot of them were a lot older than me. So I, I probably learnt my football the tough way, playing against uh, you know older and better players. And and that probably made me become a better player because I knew I had to. Uh, I had to, I knew I had to be. That little bit better because I was always little. I was always skinny. Uh, you know, I was always um, I was always a small one. So you know, it, it probably made me the player I was. Uh, and we 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 all the time we we were across on the field playing football. And um, you know, as, as a kid, I think everyone loves the upbringing. And you know, if you could probably go back to it, I think we we would probably all go back to our childhood because uh, you know, there's no there's no better time. When did you feel that you have that that gift, that talent that you? I mean, the Liverpool fans call yeah. you God. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I don't go around calling myself it. So I will. Uh, but you know what? I never did. Uh, I knew I was obviously talented, and you know, I, I worked hard on my football. Um, 
you know, I, I was forever practicing, uh, and that is a big thing with kids now. I think in this in this day and age, kids have got you know the PlayStations, the Xboxes, uh, you know, all the the handheld video games, mobile phone. We never had none of that, and we were forever playing football. Uh, and I think. I think that's gone a little bit from the kids now because they probably don't have the love and the hunger that we once had. And um, you know, I was—I mean, that was the only thing I had. You know, I, I carried a football around with me everywhere, um, and and that's all I ever wanted to be. So you know, I worked hard at becoming a uh, you know football player. And um, look, there was many many sacrifices, and and you know, I had to dedicate you know a large large portion of my life to becoming um, to becoming this football player. So um, look, I'm not telling you to any different than you know than what any any football player will tell you you know we all had friends growing up uh, and then suddenly you get to an age where you know suddenly you know you want to go out more with your friends you know girls come on the scene um, and don't get me wrong you know I, when I was growing up I had a few girlfriends but I, I was more interested in football you know and, and that was the big 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 point of, of my life you know I wanted to be a football player uh, you know and, and and I achieved it, and but it, it was through you know a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. How did Robbie Fowler like school? Yeah, you know what, I, I was good in school. Um, you know, as I said before, I was I was brought up properly with my mum and uh, you know my, my father, and uh, I think education's I, I think is massive. Um, and I think where I where I probably failed in school is um, you know, and it, it's look, it's nothing to do with my mum or my dad. I think when I got a little bit older, before I left school, you know, I, I was guaranteed a, a job at Liverpool, so I had a one year YTS, which is uh, an apprenticeship and uh, a three year professional contract. So my school suffered then you know because I, re- I really went interested because I knew you know I, I had this job you know I knew where I wanted to be and um, yeah so I, I mean I, I was in all the top groups in school uh, but once I had this um, this football job um, you know my school and suffered so um, that was probably the you know a regret if you like because uh, you know I never I never finished school but um, you know thankfully I, I went on to have a, a good career because um, you know if, if you if you don't have a good career and you know you don't have an education then you know you've not got a lot have you so um, no, thankfully I, I, I done well in my football What was your favourite subject in school? Well obviously being a, being a sport mad you know I, I mean I loved PE uh, you know I, I loved PE you know any, anything that you know involves and it wasn't just football you know all sports you know athletics you know uh, cross country uh, and that, that's basically what I was I and mean, we we done a lot of football in school but uh, I mean, we done a lot of athletics as well and uh, you know admittedly when I got a little bit older I lost a lot of my pace <laughs> but I, I was quite quick in school and uh, the athletics was uh, was was a, was a was a big 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 part of PE in school you wanted to be a footballer you knew you're going to be a footballer but if not What job do you think you're gonna? You, you know what? I, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, I mean, they, they, I get asked this a lot actually, and um, I, and I really don't know how to answer it because um, you know, I, I think I'm proof to you know if you want something and you know you've got the dedication and and the will and the you, you know and the power if you like to uh, to go out and try and you know uh, sort your own destiny out. Then uh, you know I think I'm a, I'm a classic example because I mean I didn't want to do nothing else. I always wanted to uh, play football. Um, so obviously, if, if it wasn't if it wasn't playing football or it didn't play football, then I mean, I, I reckon I would have been. Um, I reckon I would have been involved in in something sporty. Now, to to what extent, I don't know. 
I read that you grew up was Everton supporter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> well, well, look, I think uh, I think probably as uh, as every listener is uh, aware of, I think Liverpool has got two teams. Uh, you know, Everton and Liverpool, and uh, there's a lot of families who support both teams, and um, you know. My dad's side of the family were all Liverpool fans, and my mum's side of the family were all Everton fans. And um, you know, I just I was I just grew up an Everton fan because, uh, well, because I think it was probably drummed into me from an early age. You know, I, I went and watched Everton because my dad, my mum, and my dad took me. Uh, sorry, not my mum, my dad took me. My uncles all, all took me. Um, but you know, once I got a little bit older, look, I, I realised Liverpool was a was a class team, a class club. Um, you know, and I knew, I knew how good they were. So it didn't, it didn't affect me because uh, I mean, I when I was younger, I had a chance to go and play for Everton. But uh, you know, I, I chose Liverpool, and 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 thankfully, I've been proved right. So uh, you know, as much as I was an Everton fan growing up, you know, I, I quickly changed to become a you know a massive Liverpool fan. And um, yeah, it's it's I've had a great career with Liverpool, and and who knows what I'm up, what might have happened if I if I'd have signed for Everton. You know, I, I might have had the career that that I've had. Today is it half half blue and red, or is it bigger red part? Or um, yeah, pr- it probably still it probably still half and half. You know, maybe maybe a touch more Liverpool fans. To be fair, I know Liverpool have got a um, a large foreign uh, contingent of uh, of supporters. Um, you know, and, and Everton have as well. But probably the, the city is is well and truly divided. You know, it, it is half and half, and and. The amount of people I speak to, uh, I mean, I just said to you before about my, you know, my family, my mum's side were all Everton fans, my dad's side, other than my dad, were all Liverpool fans, uh, and it's probably the same with every family. You know, you, you got brothers and sisters who, who all support Everton, and you know, and the other brothers and sisters will support Liverpool. <laughs> so it's uh, it makes for an interesting time come uh, come the time when Everton play Liverpool. Who was your your uh, idol, favourite? Player when you was there. Well, I had two kid. actually. Um, I mean, growing up, obviously, I was uh, I was a big big Everton fan, and you know, I loved Graham Sharp, um, who was a uh, a big, tall number nine for Everton. Uh, played for Scotland. Um, I think he, he was a phenomenal player. I loved him. Um, I mean, he's a totally different player than, than what I was. Uh, but I also loved a, a player called Trevor Stephen, uh, who, who played for England, um, and I mean, he was just so skillful. And I loved. And I love the fact that he could beat men at will, uh, you know. And I loved the, the fact that Graeme Sharp could score gold. So I, th- I think I've probably seen a little bit of myself in both of them players, and that is why why I, I loved watching the two of them playing. And uh, I think they had a great great relationship on a pitch. And uh, you know, I, I loved watching them. And and you know what? I, I still see them now and again. Uh, you know, in Liverpool or you know, travelling, uh, and I still get a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit all in awe of them now when I see them. So um, it just goes to show you that you know I'm obviously you know I've, I've played and you know had a good career myself. But you know we, we still get an awe of uh, seeing our heroes. So uh, you know it's, it's it is a pleasure to uh, to see them. I have to ask as as a Liverpool fan, what is worse, Everton or Manchester United? <laughs> <laughs> You, you know what? It's it's a difficult one. I think um, as a as a Liverpool fan, I think I think it's probably a little bit of. Um, I mean, the, the rivalry between Manchester United and Liverpool is something else in football, and I, I think it's a healthy rivalry because uh, I think that both clubs respect each other. Uh, you know, we, we won't admit this. Uh, you know, the fans won't admit this. But, you know, we have a you know a little bit of and um, maybe a little bit of jealousy, if you like, because obviously we, we've 
we've done well in in the past, and you know Manchester United have, have, have done you know have done well in the in the recent past, if you like, and obviously there. So there's a little bit of a healthy healthy jealousy, if you like, and. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, obviously the, the, the Everton Liverpool games. I'm obviously talking about growing up, and I think in the in the 80s when when Everton Liverpool were, were, were by far the two best teams in the country, um, I think that was that was special. But it's probably gone more to uh, more to Manchester United now because them them games seem to be bigger. You know, we we want to um, emulate, if you like, you know what they've they've achieved recently, and I think. Um, yeah, that little bit of jealousy shines through. I think because we because we want what what they've got, and look, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's uh, you know in football you always want to you you want to win stuff every year, and um, you know Manchester United uh, their recent history has, has been brilliant. They have more championships now. Than yeah, Liverpool. yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think uh, <laughs> that, I mean that, that's a sad thing in our part. You know, Liverpool, you know, haven't won it now for 25 years, and I, I remember Manchester United went 27 years without winning it. So, um, you know, we're, we're almost at that 27 years ourselves. So, hopefully, we can, uh, you know, we can try and stop <laughs> that and try and get that championship to to, to maybe try and claw back what uh, you know is, is probably our mantle as, uh, as as the best club in England. Does it look good? Now, do you think? Do you think Liverpool have an opportunity to? Oh be? yeah, look, I'm. Um, do you see? Do you, do you like what you see with the club? Yeah, look, I think this season's probably not been as as good as what many people would have mm. liked. Um, but you know, a lot of people at Liverpool are fifth, you know, sixth at the minute in the league, and uh, you know, I cannot remember, you know, a time when Liverpool have had a player on less than 10 goals, uh, and I think that's testament to Brendan and the team that we're still as high up in the league. Or where we are, because we haven't had anyone to score goals. Now, if you think um, you know, last season Daniel Sturridge, um, you know, was playing. Luis Suarez was playing. They scored many, many goals. This year, you know, Luis Suarez has gone. Um, Daniel Sturridge has been injured for a large portion, so we've missed their goals. Um, you know, and any club will tell you that it's it's a big, big loss. And uh, you know, as much as you knew you need other people to sort of try and weigh in and, and score goals and try and sort of get you the points. You, you need someone to score goals. You need someone to score goals, and uh, that is probably the big, big thing with Liverpool at the minute. So, um, hopefully, that will be that be righted in the summer, where you know we're, we're hopefully going to see um, you know a few players getting signed. Um, I'm speaking purely from a pa- uh, from a fan point of view. You know, I, I want Liverpool to win everything, um, but I think there's um, there's got to be a, a big summer. You know, I think. Um, I think Brendan's the right man. I, you know, I, I love him. I think he's, um, I think he's a fantastic manager. T- technically, tactically, I think he's very good. And probably more importantly, I think his man management skills are excellent. And um, you know, I, I honestly believe, you know, under uh, under Brendan's tuition, I think Liverpool will be a, will be a force again. Um, it's probably this year is probably not as good, and we're probably a little bit quicker. To where we are than you know than what Brendan envisaged, but um, you know I can see I can see good days coming back to Liverpool. But you can see also players leave Liverpool like Suarez. I yep. mean, it couldn't happen during the yeah before when Liverpool was the was the club. Well, look, I think you, you've got to remember is um, you know a lot of the players who are leaving, you know, other than Steven. Mm-hmm. They're not really Liverpool lads, and they don't really. Maybe they don't really understand what Liverpool means. Um, it was different to me, you know. I always wanted to stay at Liverpool. 
Luis Suarez, look, I mean, he's a phenomenal player. And what you've got to say is, I think he improved. He improved as a player, playing for Liverpool. Um, now, obviously, he's South American and, um, you know, Barcelona, you know, Real Madrid, he, these are two magnificent clubs. And if you get a, um, a South American player, you know, playing in England, well, I mean, their aim is to eventually go and play for for one of these clubs, and um, I mean, you couldn't spot, you couldn't stop him. I think he's he's a phenomenal player, but I certainly, I certainly think Liverpool improved him as a player, and we're seeing that this year. You know, I, I think um, he's 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 become he's become much much better, and, and uh, thankfully that was because Liverpool. But look, in the ideal world, you know, you do you want to keep all these players at the club. You want you want your club to be the strongest, but. Look, we're in the real world now. You know, we we do know that players um, maybe don't have that affiliation with clubs as as what probably uh, you know the local players would have. How do you feel as a Liverpool fan now when Steven Gerrard is leaving, a Liverpool lad? Yeah, and and what is left, Mike Carragher? Yeah, stop played out the year. Steven's probably the, yeah. the you know the big one. Yeah. Um, you know, we look at the history of uh, of Liverpool, and we've always had players that have come through the ranks and, and gone on and, and had good careers. You know, you know myself, Steve McManaman, uh, Jamie Carragher. You know, Steven Gerrard's probably the last of the bunch who, who've who've gone on and had this unbelievable career. And uh, look, I don't think anyone would. You know, would stand in let stand in Stephen's way. I think he's, um, you know, he's served his time. If you like, he's been a phenomenal player for Liverpool. Um, you know, and he deserves everything he gets. You know, I hope he goes over to America and, and he's a massive success because he deserves to. I think he's um, he's a phenomenal lad, a phenomenal player. And uh, look, surely the, the, it's it's a real, real sad day. You know, when he when he plays his last game, but. This is football, you know. It happens. It happens in every club in the world where you get you know club legends who, who sadly, you know, there comes a time when you know we, we all we we all can't play forever to that level that we all want to. Um, and look, it is sad, and you know, but you know, ideally you'd probably want Stephen to finish his career in, in Liverpool. But um, you know, I take my hat off to him because he. he Stephen still harbours this this thing of playing, and uh, you know he's not guaranteed a place if you like in Liverpool. Um, you know, so he's um, he, he took up a new challenge, and you know I admire him for that because too many people now want to sit on the behind and, and collect the wages. And Stephen could have done that, but I think he's got a little bit of pride in himself, whereas he wants to go and um, express himself that a little bit more in the football pitch. So you know I, I admire when people do that. Probably more so in Stephen's case because of uh, who he is and what he is and and what he's achieved. Um, because look, I mean, let's be honest. I think if if he wasn't going to you know the MLS, if he wasn't going to LA Galaxy. He could be anything he wants in Liverpool. I mean, he could run for <laughs> he could run for the, to the mayor of Liverpool, and he'd probably get in. But uh, you know, I, I admire him so much for you know for wanting to play because um, you know, you're a, you're a long time retired, and um, yeah, you know, he's he's still got this this great ambition of, of playing for as long as he can, and yeah, take my hat off to him. History and tradition is so important in, in Liverpool. Can you see any new Liverpool lad like you, like Carragher, like Gerard, uh, coming up now? Yeah, look, I think there's uh, in the academy. Um, I mean, some very, very good players, uh, but the level you get from from the academy to the first team level, I mean, it's so so different. So I think younger players find it that little bit more difficult now to sort of maybe get in and stay in. Uh, but but saying that I think the uh, the academy uh, under Alex Inglethorpe and uh, you know a few of the coaches 
I think they're brilliant. I think uh, some of the players are excellent. Now, um, you know, a few of them have made a debut this year. Uh, young Jordan Rosses, who's a, who's a brilliant player. You know, you've got Cameron uh, Brannigan, who, who's been on the bench for the, probably the past six, seven games. Um, you know, there's other players. You know, Jordan Ives, he, he's coming. He's um, so you know, the, the the future for Liverpool looks good. I think, um, but it's not easy for kids to get it now. I think it's probably more difficult. Uh, but um, it's, I think it's a chance that uh, you know for, for many kids when they see the likes of you know myself and Stephen, you know Jamie, Steve McManaman. I think Liverpool's got a you know a recent history, if, if you like, of, of bringing players through and. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see why it, it should stop. I think uh, there is a few players, but uh, you know, without putting too much pressure on them, you know. And I think in this day and age with the social media, I think everyone knows what players are like. Whereas when we were growing up, no one knew what we were like. Uh, so we were sort of um, you coming up on the on the blind side, if you like. But uh, players, players now, everyone knows about them already before they've uh, before they've made the debut. So uh, yeah, there's, there's potentially some some very good players going to come through. But uh, you know, it is—it's a lot harder than what it used to be. How did it look for you when you came into the to Liverpool? You started to play in Liverpool when you were eight or nine years old. Yes, but yeah, when no. you when you when you wrote your first signed your first uh, contract contract, yeah, you were seventeen, huh? Seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, as I said before, I mean, I left school and I had this uh, one-year apprenticeship and, and then a three-year professional contract. So I, I, I always knew I was I was going to be the pro. Uh, but look, it still doesn't mean that you're going to be a football player. You know, it means that you've probably got maybe a little bit more of a chance. Uh, but uh, you still need to work hard. And I think signing that contract, you know, I mean, you asked a question before, when did you think you, you'd made it? And I think even when I signed that contract, you know, I still didn't think I'd made it. I, th- I think that that's testament to Liverpool and and the boot room, uh, you know, at Liverpool and the staff that we had. Because I don't, don't think you can afford to get big at it. I think um, you were always you're always asked to work that little bit harder, you know, to, to become a football player. Um, so I don't think you ever took anything for granted. You 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 knew that you had to work, you know, even if you were a professional. You know, you, nothing nothing was guaranteed. How did it look when you came up to the to the first team? I mean, Ian Rush was there. Yeah, <laughs> a while we we'll talk about the Liverpool legend. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I was probably I was lucky because uh, you know towards well, I mean, at the start of my career, you know, a lot of the, the proper proper Liverpool players were coming to, towards the end of there. So I was lucky enough to play with the likes of you know John Barnes, you know Jan Mulby, Ian Rush, uh, Steve Nickel, uh, Ronnie Whelan, and these are all great players. So I was. You can imagine me a little, you know, a little skinny, spotty kid, you know, training with the likes of these players, and and it was special. You know, my 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 development and my learning from an early age, playing and training with these players was was brilliant because uh, these were players who who have played at the pinnacle. You know, they've, they've won everything that the game's got to offer, and uh, you know, thankfully, I I, I managed to, to play with them. You know, there's some unbelievable Liverpool players of the past, and. Uh, I, if you probably sat one person down and, and spoke about, you know, Liverpool legends of the past, if you like, and you know, I can say I, I've probably played with with, with both of them. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's 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 brilliant. What did you learn from them, and, and was it a different atmosphere, you know, with the, with the old players compared to to nowadays? Well, I'm, you know, I, look, you, you learn all the time, and I mean, for example, I mean, I. I 
I was a forward like Ian Rush and Ian Rush was brilliant for me uh, he used to take me aside and little silly things and I mean it sounds stupid but how to run you know where to run when you say how to run you know I don't mean you know keep your back up straight and you know you're running a straight line it's like about bending your runs to, to get away from the defender you know to, to beat the offside trap uh, you know how to run in terms of where the ball's going to be uh, and I learned so much of being rushed not not by talking to him you know as well but by also by watching him because um, I think if you watch him I think you, you can you can see what a class player he is and uh, you know I, I you know look I, I mentioned Ian Rush there but you know John Barnes look he, he's an unbelievable player as well and you know I was lucky enough to train with him and and obviously he was coming a, he was getting a little bit older when I was obviously playing with him but you could still see you know what a good player you know these players where you, John Barnes Jan Mulby Steve Nickel Ronnie Whelan it was brilliant you know I, I loved it you know every minute and you know without sounding silly if you like you know I was learning stuff every single day you know you know how to be how to be a player you know how to be a person if you like because uh, these are the players who, who've won and achieved everything in life and uh, and then uh, you know all of a sudden this uh, this little kid was uh, was playing and training with them and uh, you know thankfully they, uh, they looked after me Making a Liverpool debut how was that? I mean as as a Liverpool lad coming in and play for the first team in Liverpool what do you remember from 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 that day and that game? Uh, everything you know yeah. I, I'd been I'd been in uh, in and around the squad for for a long time before I made my debut and uh, we got beat we got beat on the Saturday against Everton and I uh, obviously I was the the 18th man or 17th man if you like and um, yeah and then you know we, we lost 2-0 and there was, there was always going to be a few changes uh, to the next game uh, it was obviously a cup game against Fulham and uh, you know I remember going down the train and thinking you know I'm in the squad you know absolutely delighted just to be in the squad and uh, you know we get to the to ground yeah you know and all the kits are out uh, and, and obviously Graeme Sooners who was the manager you know reads the team out you know you got John Barnes Jan Mulby you know Nigel Clough Ian Rush and then obviously Robbie Fowler so I was a little bit bit of taking aback because you know I'd been in the squad but you know I wasn't expecting it uh, but you know I, I will always be grateful to Graeme Soons for giving me that chance and uh, you know thankfully I took it with both hands and yeah, I can I can remember very very clearly you know I remember everything about the game you know mm-hmm. you know we won 3-1 I scored uh, you know set up two two goals so uh, you know thankfully I, I got off to a real real decent start in my, in my Liverpool career yeah, you had a fantastic start and and 93-94 you you scored 18 goals in 34 games yes uh, I, I look I'll be uh, honest was, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I, I, I was never really big on stats I, mean, I, I went into every game wanting to score every game and um, you know, I never really kept them I just wanted to score all the time so uh, I think if you probably sat me down and, and spoke about goals I could probably remember most of them uh, but I never sort of kept tabs on how many had scored uh, and I mean I hope that doesn't sound ridiculous but um Yeah, I went out into every game. You know, I was always confident. You know, I, I could score goals. Um, I think it helps when you're playing in decent teams. I think when you've got players around you who, who sort of make it easier for you, if you like. And um, you know, I, I was brought up with, with good players who, who, who put on good chances for me. So, um, I mean, that's not to say that you know if you put chances on, you've, you've still got to score them. So you still don't need you still need to do what you've got to do. But. Uh, Yeah, thankfully I uh you know I started off, you know, 
Started off really well at Liverpool, um, you know, did obviously my goals. Um, I mean, I also broke my leg, you know, very early in my Liverpool career as well. So, uh, I mean, that was uh, that was a little bit of a sickening blow as well. So, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe you could have had more goals. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe maybe. You remember all your goals? You, you scored. You scored in the papers. I said 128 league goals for 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 Liverpool. Um, I mean, do you remember all of it? Uh, I, I would probably remember most of them. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I couldn't sit off uh, sit here <laughs> and, and explain them all. But if you if you sort of tell me the game, or you know, tell me, yeah, a little bit about the game, I, I, I could probably remember them. It's maybe maybe that's another little <laughs> gift I've got. You know, it's uh, yeah, it, I can. Yeah, look, I, I was I love scoring goals, oh. and um, you know, if you think back to to when you were a kid, you know, we always remember those. Those happy times in, in in our lives, don't we? And and that's the same with me in football. You know, when I'm scoring goals, I'm happy. Uh, and yeah, I can probably recount most of them. Uh, when did you feel that that you were the number one, the number one striker in Liverpool? And when Ian, uh, Ian Rush was yeah, at the end you know of his career, you know, I never ever thought of it like that. You know, I always obviously wanted to play, I always wanted to do well, and uh, you know, I never ever see myself as as being the the man. You know, I always wanted a. I always wanted to play. I always wanted to score goals. Um, you know, I always wanted to be part of a team. So you know, I was never, I was never sort of interested in, in the you know the self accolades. And and that's probably, look, it's probably the the, the growing up in Liverpool. It's probably the uh, you know the the understanding I had with the, you know my teammates. It's probably the understanding you know the, you know Liverpool boot room. I don't think they they allowed you to. To be self, uh, self egotistical, if you like, uh, you know, it was always about the team. The team comes always comes first, um, and everyone, everyone who tells you uh, different, I think, um, I mean, I probably liars because, um, look, let's let's be honest. I think we all do enjoy the, uh, the self accolades and uh, you know the the um, you know all the goals, but uh, you know, predominantly you're playing in a team with with ten other players, and uh, you know, without them. You know, you're nothing. You know, you can't do everything on your own. Um, you know, even you know the, the Messi's, the Ronaldo's, there's still need good players around them. To you know, they're probably a little bit better than uh, the, the most. But uh, you know, you do, you need you need you need people around you. You need people around you to to show you the values. And you know, look, look it is it is all about the team. And um, you know, I, I was never ever um, you know happy with uh, you know you know self. Self-righteousness, if you like, you know, it, it was all about the team. And you had a, a great partnership with Stan Collymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, look, this this probably surprises a lot of people. I mean, I get asked this a lot, and I think Stan Collymore was probably my best partnership in football. Um, we scored many goals together. You know, we had a great understanding on the pitch. Uh, but you know, Stan Collymore, you know, he's. Um, I think he, he could have been any player he wanted to be. You know, he, he he was that good of a player. I mean, I, I spoke before. <coughs> excuse me. I spoke before about you know learning so much of him in Russian, and thankfully I had a great education learning off him. Uh, but my partnership with Stan, uh, in terms of the goals we scored and you know the, the games we played together, was, was excellent. And you were also you, you probably you still are a great friend of Steve McManaman. Yes, How yeah. did you feel when he left Liverpool? How was it for you? How was your best uh, yeah, friend? Yeah, no, look, yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand. I think uh-huh. with with uh, Steve, I think uh, I mean, he, he spoke to the club you know, months and months in advance that he, he was going to leave. Um, obviously, 
I, I was sad because he was a great player, you know, not because he was my friend, you know. And we we spoke before about Luis Suarez and you know, good players eventually, you know, might want to leave. Yeah. Uh, and Steve was Steve was the same. He had a great career at Liverpool, scored many goals, you know, and assisted many many more goals. Uh, but he felt at the time, you know, he needed to have a, a little bit of a change and um, you know in his career. And um, I think he probably doesn't get the accolades he deserves actually, Steve, because. Um, He's probably the most successful English player to have played abroad, uh, and that is one hell of an accolade. That is one hell of a, an achievement. Um, and uh, you know, to this day, we're, we're still big mates. And um, yeah, I was obviously sad to see him go, uh, but I was absolutely delighted to see him do well and, and win these Champions League and uh, you know win all the trophies he did at Madrid. Because uh, I mean, Madrid is a is a special club, isn't it? So. Um, yeah, you're sad to see him go, but um, you know he's my mate, and you know I want him to do well, and um, you know thankfully he did. Um, rumors were that you were supposed to go to Juventus during that time, was Spain and Italy. And how tempted were you during that time to, to leave Liverpool to try to, to play? Yeah, him? no, look, I mean I was um, I was always happy at Liverpool, mm. and you know I, I was. I was linked with a lot of clubs. Um, you know, a lot of English mm. clubs tried to sign me. You know, a few foreign clubs tried to sign me, but. I just felt the the Premier League was was the league for me. You know, I was a homegrown lad. Uh, wanted to stay there. You know, wanted to stay home, uh, and it didn't really appeal to me. You know, I felt I was playing for the best club in the world. You know, I didn't really need to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are different. You know, see it see it different than what I did. Um, you know, but you know, I, I, I was proved right because uh, you know I had a good career and. Um, you know, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change anything. You know, that that's this is me. You know, what you see is what you get. Uh, you know, I was always loyal. I was always honest. Um, and you know, I did have a chance to leave Liverpool. Uh, and you know, I, I was just always happy there. Do you, do you, can you can you uh, can you feel what Steven Gerrard felt? Yeah, what? Eight ten years ago, when Chelsea was close to sign him, did, did you feel the same? Uh, did, uh, did you understood what he felt and what he came? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, I think look, any player will tell you. I mean, uh-huh. There's, there's going to be times when you know your head does get turned, and, and maybe you think, "Ooh, well, maybe I can go." Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, obviously, you see a little bit of sense, and you know, and thankfully, yeah. Uh, well, in my de- <laughs> in my um, yeah. my decision was to remain at Liverpool, and you know, and I was proved right. And I think Stephen, the career Stephen's at, at Liverpool, I think he's been proved right. You know, he would have loved to have won the Premier League. You know, we all would have loved to have won the Premier League, but um, you know, but in terms of uh, you know other trophies and other games and other and other special achievements, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe he would he wouldn't have got that elsewhere. Maybe I wouldn't have got it elsewhere. So. Um, yeah, it, it's the decisions have been proved right. Yeah. Because there is one moment in the career when you're on the. I mean, you can, yeah. Then you get older, and of course, but there is when you can. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I do. I, I mean, I totally understand what you mean. But you know, it, it, obviously, when I got older and I left Liverpool, um, I mean, that was that was my that was my choice. That was my decision. Uh, at the time so um, yeah who knows what might have happened but <laughs> certainly when I was younger you know I never wanted to leave Liverpool that, that was uh, that was the big thing and the, the fact is that Liverpool wanted me you know I wanted to be there then I mean, it makes it it makes it an easy, easy decision you know if, if a club doesn't want you if a club tells you know we've got yeah. you know other clubs yeah. you know, trying to buy you then uh, you know you can go and speak to them well that tells you the club doesn't want, want you so um the the club wanted me so I mean my my decision was easy I'm Nick Friedman I'm Lee Alec Murray and I'm Leah President 
and this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And then, then you told me about you had you broke your leg mm-hmm. early, and then knee and injuries and injuries came yeah. to you more frequently. Well, well look, I think uh, I mean I was probably unfortunate. I think you, you probably get lucky players who'll go through the career and, uh, and not have any injuries. But I mean, I've, I've probably had everything, everything that you know a footballer doesn't want. You know, I've broke my leg. You know, ankle operations, knee mm-hmm. operations. Uh, two hip operations, you know, my left hip, right hip, uh, and these are big operations. So, um, you know, I, I played for as long as I could. Uh, but obviously, when you get a little bit older, you know, you probably you probably start feeling it a little bit more. You know, you, the injuries probably take the toll, and you know, you get aches and pains and little niggles all the time. And um, you know, that's that's the uh, that's the side of the, the sport that you don't enjoy you know when you get a little bit older it gets, it gets harder because of all the injuries you know and I probably had you know more than more than most and um, but look it is what it is you know there's um, you know it's just uh, it's just probably on, on luck at times but, um, but that's <laughs> it's football isn't it you know you, you, I think there's, there's few players who will go through the career without without injuries and uh, you know I, I probably had my first year mm-hmm. You had the injuries, and at the same time, Michael Owen and Emil Heskey came in and started to have a good partnership. Yeah, well, look, yeah. I think I mean obviously their partnership was, was excellent, and you know, not to do with with injuries and all that. And think, um, I think when when you've got a good club, you know, you're always going to get good players coming in. You know, you're always going to get players fighting for positions, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's nothing wrong with you know clubs bringing in, you know, three, four good players and you know fighting for one position because. Uh, it's obviously a little bit harder for you to get in a team, but uh, I think if you if you back yourself and you know and your confidence, you do everything right, and and you try your utmost to get in that team, then um, then you know that's that's what you've got to do. So I was never I was never bothered about you know any players coming to the club because I always felt you know I'm a Liverpool player. I want Liverpool to do well. You know the more. Cl- 
class players we have, you know, the more chance we've got of winning trophies. So, um, look, you know, Ganter, we all want to play. You know, we all want to be in that uh, starting eleven. But uh, you know, ultimately, you know, as a player, you know, want to win trophies. So. Um, I was I was happy, you know. I was happy when all these players were coming in. I was happy when they were doing well. I was happy when they were scoring goals. Um, you know, I'm not happy when I'm not playing. You know, I fell out with managers. Um, yeah. But look, that's that's me being me. You know, mm-hmm. I think any player who is happy about not playing, um, well, then you shouldn't be playing the game. You know, you're a, you know you're in the wrong job. You know, you, you go and find something else because. Um, I was absolutely distraught when I never played. You know, you know, you work hard all week to to play on a Saturday, to play on a Sunday, uh, and when your name's not down, then you just have to work that that little bit harder. You had 20 years. You, you did your uh, first team debut for Liverpool uh, in 1992. You finished playing in uh, 2012. 20 years. We can't go through every season, but your best memories from 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 those 20 years. Well, well look, I think uh, this is this is an easy easy answer. Uh, the, <laughs> The best memory was the uh, 2001 season where we won. Uh, you know, we won the three cups. Um, you know, in the calendar year, we won the five trophies: so the, the FA Cup, the League Cup, uh, UEFA Cup, the um, Super Cup, and the Charity Shield. Um, looking every every cup competition that we entered that year, or every cup game we won. So you were I mean, the captain as well. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was uh, it was a special special time, and uh, you know, we ended up. We needed to be Charlton the last game of the season to qualify for the Champions League, um, so we'd won all these trophies, um, and then we 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 needed to be Charlton the last game of the season to qualify for the Champions League. And you know, the first half it was nil nil, uh, and we were poor. Second half we uh, we turned on the style and ended up winning four nil. So uh, that game capped off an unbelievable season. So uh, the easy answer is 2001. As a player, you know, you want to win trophies, you want to qualify for the Champions League, you know, you want to do all these things and uh, we done everything. Possibly we, we could, yeah. other than win the league. So, um, I mean, that season was, was I ha- fantastic. I have to ask you as well, you left Liverpool in, t- in 2001, you came back 2006 yeah. and you said it was like a kid in ah, Christmas. Well, and the, or, you know, I mean, it, to yeah. come back to the, to your to your club. Uh, well, look, I think, uh, <laughs> I mean... Uh, Again, again, I asked. This is probably in terms of 2001 season. In terms of what I achieved during football, uh, what we won. I mean, nothing better than that. Uh, but um, coming back to Liverpool in 2006, nothing will ever beat that. You know, probably not blah blah. Say is probably the wrong word. But you know, I, I grew up in Liverpool. I never knew nothing different. So you know, when you go to other clubs, you don't. So when you're at Liverpool, young, you you don't realise how big Liverpool is. But when you sign for the clubs, you realise how big and how special and what a place Liverpool is. What a place you know the, the club is. Um, you know, and I was away from Liverpool for you know for five years, and getting a chance to to go back, I was going home. You know, that's that was that was me going back to where I always wanted to be, where I belong, uh, and everything. Everything was easy then for me, you know. It was, uh, you know, I, I appreciated it more because I, I was getting back to, to where I want to be, and, and not nothing comes close to that. You know, I, I spoke before about, you know, the trophies I've won, and that 2001 season was was special. But re-signing for Liverpool doesn't doesn't get any better. Doesn't get no, it's not get any better than that. The best player you played with? Uh, there's, there's been a few actually. Um, Look, I mean, I, as I spoke before, Liverpool. Uh, you know, I've been lucky and blessed to the Liverpool fans. Uh, you know, blessed to see so many great players. You know, Ian Rush, John Barnes, Ronnie Whelan, all the names I mentioned before. 
Uh, but you know the, the big plays for me certainly Steve McManaman Steve McManaman was brilliant and um, I don't think people realised how good he was uh, I think he was an unbelievable talented player uh, I loved playing with him we had a great understanding uh, but the more the more I think about this um, you know the more I, I come up with uh, Steven Gerrard as as, mm. uh, as the, the player you know and I always said Steve McManaman but probably Steven Gerrard's probably the greatest player and Look, you, you think of the history of Liverpool, and you know, uh, obviously King Kenny, mm-hmm. Kenny Daglish is. Uh, he was your mentor as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well. um, King Kenny is is the greatest, possibly the greatest player in 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 many Liverpool supporters' eyes. Uh, but uh, I think Stephen Stephen runs him close and. Uh, certainly, you know, I've been lucky enough and and I'm blessed to have played with him. The best you played against. I could probably give you the same answer. I think, look, I was obviously playing for Man City. Steven Gerrard was 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 brilliant. Uh, you know, I, I loved playing with him. But uh, you know, when you're playing against him, you know how good of a player he is. Uh, but uh, probably probably non Liverpool players. Uh, you know, Paul Scholes was brilliant. Uh, you know, Ryan Giggs was very good. Um, but yeah. I, Yeah, I think Scholes, Scholes, Beckham was brilliant. All Manchester United players, and Manchester United were, were a good, good team with with great players. So uh, I think you know you you could, you could probably pick take your pick. Roy, Roy Keane was was exceptional. Uh, Yapstam, great player, tough player. Uh, Steve Bruce, Gary Pallister, you know, tough tough parents. So both quality centre halves who, who played well as a team. So. Um, There's many great players, but you know I probably put Steven Gerrard on the top of that list as well. The best manager or the managers manager that meant most to you? Um, look again. I mean, I could probably sit here all day. You know, game sooners. Um, a lot of time for him. Uh, give him a, him a chance. Uh, Gerard Hule, regardless of what people think, you know, me and him are like. You know, we had we had uh, many good times. Um, I think he was an excellent manager. Uh, Rafa Benitez. You know, I always always be. Being his debt, if you like, for you know, for giving me the chance to go back to Liverpool, but certainly the best manager I played under was Roy Evans. I think um, his, his his Liverpool teams were, were brilliant. Uh, you know, sadly we never won the league, but um, you know we were we were a very good team. Gerard Hollier, you didn't mention him. No, I did. I, I no, look. No, I know. I said. No, I said Gerard. No, okay. I, I think uh, Gerard was. Um, I think he was an excellent manager. You know, ta- tactically, technically. Uh, you know, he, he was very similar to, to Rafa Benitez. Obviously, I fell out with him. You know, I fell out with Rafa Benitez. I fell out with Roy Evans. Uh, but uh, you know, Gerard was uh, was a was a great great manager and uh, someone who is still see now. Uh, so people, a lot of people think that we um, you know we didn't see eye to eye. But that goes to to what I was saying before. When I'm not playing, you know, I'm horrible. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to be the nicest man. And look, if you're if you're happy about not playing and 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 being dropped and uh, look you're in the wrong game so uh, yeah I was I was horrible when I went playing and uh, more often than not I was not playing uh-huh. under Gerard. so uh, but look he's, he's, he was a great manager and what do you think about uh, England manager Roy Hodgson we like to think he's Swedish because he yeah. you know, oh, he, yeah, he, he, he speaks Swedish time, yeah. and they like to interview him in Swedish as well and, uh, 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 what, 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 what do you think about the, the, the England England team and and the success yeah, they're not I, coming I think we were disappointed in the World Cup if yeah. I'm being honest but um, you think of the, uh, the, the, the the qualification groups now and I think England have been very good mm. in the um In the group games, I think, look on paper, I think England should be beating these teams anyway. But, you know, Roy Archon will get a little bit of stick because 
it'll come to the major tournaments and that is probably when you, we, we probably expect a little bit more you know the, the qualification group that England are in now they should be winning every game uh, and they have won every game they've won them handsomely and um, you know they, they played yeah, the last the last games you know away to Italy they played very well you know he's bringing in younger players so um, so far I think he's doing well but the, the, the big the big big call for Roy is um, you know how we do in major tournaments you know, we as an England team, we probably expect you know a little bit too much at times. Uh, but look, you know, you can't argue with his record so far. Uh, uh, certainly in the qualifications, because uh, you know he's, he's doing an excellent job. Because you're Sweden, you're in Slatan Ibrahimovic country. Uh, what do you think about Slatan and his, his uh, you know, off the on the pitch and off the pitch, yeah. and uh, now he pissed off the French. Slatan, Slatan, I think. Yeah, I mean, he, he speaks he speaks very honest, doesn't he? And uh, look, I mean, you can't can't deny the fact he, he is an, an unbelievable, talented player. You know, he's probably got um, you know probably more talent than probably what many many players have got. Um, I don't really see much of him, you know, certainly from a club level, but you know. I, mean, I always think back to Sweden. He does an excellent job, you know. When England come over here a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, and Sweden, and he scored a, <laughs> an unbelievable goal. You know, not many people could could score a goal like that. So he is an unbelievable player, isn't he? Um, maybe he, he probably speaks a little bit too much at times. But look, Slatten, Slatten, he can do what he wants, can he? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what is Robbie Fowler doing today? You have a coach uh, coaching license, yes, I know. Uh, yeah. Yes, I've got um, a license, uh, yeah. and you know, my my ultimate goal and aim is to um, is to be a manager. You know, I was over in Thailand as a player manager, and I loved it. Um, but I love football, uh, and certainly coaching and managing is the next step. So. Um, You know, if any manager's jobs comes up, up in Sweden, mm. you you must tell me about yeah, yeah. them, and will, um, you, know, will, I'll, yeah. um, you know, I'll, I'll put my name <laughs> down because uh, you know I do. I yeah. want to get back into uh, into the football sidings. So Roy I'm, Hodgson started here. Bob Houghton started here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, look, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe I start here. So yeah, uh, yeah it, it's <laughs> look, yeah, the football over here is good, isn't it? So uh, yeah, my my aim is to get into to, into yeah. football as as a manager. Uh, you know, who knows where that'll take me? But um, you know, I, I want to do it. So yeah. we'll see. Hi, business comes to to footballer today. How is you on the business side? So you know, you yeah. Uh, look, I mean, I've I've obviously done all right, and you know, probably not as good as what you know many people think. You know, I, I think uh, you know I've always been very quiet and relaxed off the pitch, and uh, you know, people tend to to say I've got a little bit more than what I have got uh, but you know I like it that way because you know I mean it proves I'm I'm quiet off the pitch you know I'm, I keep myself to myself and um, I, I think I'll always be like that you know I think what what I'll always do I'll I'll, I'll keep a hush hush and uh, you know I, I, I like to be I like to be recognised more for you know for, for football and for football and abilities and you know what I do on the football side of things as opposed to what I do off it mm-hmm. Before we go and meet the Swedish Liverpool supporters, is there something we, we I, I forgot to ask about? Uh, you think that we should I should mention? Or no, I, I'll uh, be honest with you. I think you probably covered everything, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> it's a long career. We couldn't take every game and every goal, but is it something that I should should have that I missed? Uh, well, no. Off the top of my head, I think I think you probably have covered everything. Uh, I think you're spot on. I think we um, we would be here an awful long time, and I think probably the listeners would probably get a little bit fed up with me if we were if we were talking about everything. 
but um, yeah, keep it short and sweet, and uh, that way, that way, I can always come back. I always always come back. So if I say everything, people will get fed up with me. So uh, next time we'll, we'll we'll speak more. Thank you, Robbie Fowler. Thank, Thank you. Tack för att du lyssnade. Vill du komma i kontakt med mig så går det utmärkt. På Twitter, Niklas Understekongen eller Facebook-sidan Holmgren Möter. Alternativt hemsidan niklasholmgren.nu Ha det så gott så länge. Hej hej. up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar 49 perfect with our classic fries price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer ba-da-ba-ba-ba For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.